Talking to Sky, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Zay, collectively known as SoCal Uncensored or SCU. This is Catch, Hook, and Shoot, the worst podcast I've ever been on. Word. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to Catch, Hook, and Shoot. Today is Sunday, December the 1st, 2019. Hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. I want to thank everybody, as always, for listening, watching, and subscribing on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher, SoundCloud, CastBox, iHeartRadio, YouTube, any place you find your podcasts. And thank you again for uh, following on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and LinkedIn on all of those. It's at Catch Hook Shoot. Head to patreon.com slash catch hook shoot for all your bonus content. And head over to prowrestlingtees.com slash catch hook shoot for all your t-shirt needs. Pick up a shirt and support the show. If you ever want to send me an email, it's catchhookshoot at gmail.com. Got a huge, supersized show today with uh, with two big interviews with Ashley the Mob Wife Gambino as well as Steve Tortorello, the promoter for Warrior Wrestling here in Chicago. But before we get into all that, let's kick it off like we do every week with the Match of the Week. So the match of the week this week is coming from AEW Dynamite this past Wednesday, and it was the AEW World Championship match with Chris Jericho defending against Scorpio Sky. Now, uh, Scorpio, of course, was the first man to score a pinfall on Chris Jericho in AEW, and uh, this match was just uh, off the charts. Great, great match between these two guys. Did a lot to build up Scorpio Sky as a singles competitor, and I think he he is one... uh, that is definitely going to have uh, a big, uh, big-time singles run coming up sometime in, in the future. And AEW um, would not surprise me at all to see him as AEW World Champion at some point. Um, so if you have not seen AEW Dynamite from this past week, if you only watch one match this week, like I always say, make sure it's Scorpio Sky versus Chris Jericho. Uh, just a great match between these two guys. Jericho did retain the title, but. Uh, you know that wasn't really the wasn't really the big story. It was uh, you know this was all about uh, building up Scorpio Sky, and this match did a lot uh, towards that. So let's get into the uh, wrestling news and uh, goings on for this week. First of all, starting off with Monday Night Raw, we had uh, at the beginning of the show Seth addressing the entire Raw roster, kind of. A um, little bit of a heel turn, saying everybody dropped the ball and things like that. Uh, Kevin Owens, you know, or before we get to the Kevin Owens part, pretty much uh, everybody that he singled out just kind of turned their backs and walked out. And uh, yeah, at the end, it was left with Kevin Owens and Seth in the ring. And uh, Seth kind of talking some trash to KO. KO hit him with a stunner, and that set up a match for uh, for later on in the night. Um, AJ Styles was scheduled to have a match with Humberto Carrillo. The OC attacked him before the match, uh, Carrillo that is. Uh, Rumor floating around that Vince McMahon is kind of done with Humberto now. Uh, It looked like he was getting a pretty good push there for a little bit. Um, You know, and the fans were definitely behind him, so I'm not sure why they would have just kind of killed his momentum like that uh, unless, you know, Vince McMahon just kind of got bored with him. I don't know. But that's the the rumor floating around about that one. Then we had uh, Rey Mysterio, Randy Orton, Ricochet, and Drew McIntyre all come down to the ring 
and challenging AJ Styles, which resulted in a uh, fatal four-way number one contenders match, which was won by Rey Mysterio Jr. And then in the U.S. title match, Rey Mysterio uh, was victorious and took the U.S. title off of uh, off of AJ Styles. Uh, later on tonight, we had that match between Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. Uh, pretty good match. Then the, uh, the Authors of Pain came out and, uh, yeah, pretty much put a beat down on Kevin Owens and left Seth alone. So I'm wondering if we're seeing the beginnings of a new faction here. Uh, a lot of people saying AOP is the new J&J security, if you guys remember that from uh, back in the Authority days. But, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd definitely say AOP is an upgrade from uh, from J&J Security. But, uh, yeah, I think Seth and AOP, if they are going to go full-on heel turn with Seth Rollins, AOP is a, a pretty good choice to uh, to back him up. So we'll have to see where, where they're going to go with that. On uh, NXT, we had... Uh, uh, Undisputed Era defending the tag team titles against Keith Lee and uh, Dominic Dijakovic. Uh, Undisputed Era did retain the titles. Bobby Fish was injured partway through the match, and Roderick Strong had to come out and finish the match, but uh, Undisputed Era did retain the retain the titles. Saw a, a kind of a, a cool spot uh, towards the end of the match. Adam Cole came down to the ring, and Keith Lee met him in the aisle and hit him with just a monstrous pounce and sent him flying into the second row of the crowd um yeah and that uh pretty much set up the end of the match Dijakovic was uh kind of staring at what was going on outside the ring got caught by Strong and uh and O'Reilly and they did score the pinfall on uh, on Dijakovic uh some other NXT news Dakota Kai uh who of course had a heel turn at uh, at War Games Last weekend, had a match against Candice LeRae. Match ended in a DQ. Dakota Kai hit uh, LeRae with the uh, the knee brace that she took off of Tegan Knox at War Games. Rhea Ripley came out and made the save. Uh, and then later on in the show, Zia Lee had a match against Vanessa Bourne. Zia Lee was victorious in that one. But the story in this one was uh, Shayna Baszler, Marina Shafir, and Jessamyn Duke came out and uh, attacked Zia Lee after the match. Uh, now, Zia was holding her own there for a little bit, but uh, the numbers just kind of worked against her and uh yeah after the attack Baszler got on the microphone kind of hyping herself up saying how much uh you know uh how much she contributed to uh the last weekend's uh war games and survivor series and things like that and uh, Rhea Ripley came out again uh basically throwing down the challenge so it definitely looks like they're building towards another title match between Shayna Baszler and Rhea Ripley Main event of the show was uh, Tommaso Ciampa taking on Finn Balor. Uh, another really, really good match, but that's no surprise with these two guys. Uh, Adam Cole came out, interfered in the match. Balor was victorious. And at the end of the match, both Balor and Adam Cole were standing over Tommaso Ciampa. And uh, Cole kind of, you know, patted Finn Balor on the back a little bit. And Balor hit him with uh, that reverse, uh, almost like a Pele kick that uh, AJ Styles uses. So uh, Balor, you know, not uh, not interested in having any friends or anything. It looks like they're building towards a triple threat match between these three guys for the uh, the NXT Championship. So uh, it would not uh, not surprise me at all if that's the, uh, the NXT title match for the next TakeOver coming up in, uh, I want to say, February. Uh, so we'll have to see how that uh, how that one plays out. On SmackDown, we had a couple of returns this week. We saw Sheamus return in a uh, backstage segment. So, uh, yeah, I'll be interested to see uh, see him back in the ring, how he's going to be used. Uh, and he does, uh, he, he has gone back to uh, his old look. He's lost the mohawk, went back to kind of the buzz cut, spiked haircut. So, uh, and he doesn't uh, doesn't seem to be playing around. Got a very serious promo about uh, about 
some of the SmackDown superstars. So um, very happy to see Sheamus coming back. Uh, we also saw the return of Elias in a backstage segment. He's been off TV for a little bit, so we'll have to see what uh, what's going to happen with Elias. I'm hoping he's not going to be so much of a comedy act and be somebody that's just kind of fed to... Uh, to legends and stuff like that like he was using you know i'd really like to see elias have some more uh, serious type storylines and have some more actual matches because a lot of a lot of what we seen had seen with elias before he went away for a little bit was uh you know him in the ring doing his song or whatever it might be and then uh, somebody coming out basically putting a beat down on him and that was it so hopefully we'll see a little a little more in the way of wrestling matches from Elias now that he is back. Uh, Alexa Bliss also returned from her latest injury uh, during the show. And uh, the big thing on uh, SmackDown this week was uh, WWE had been hyping a uh, quote-unquote new face for the Firefly Funhouse with Bray Wyatt. And a lot of people were expecting like a new character or somebody to be joining him. Um, and a lot of people were, uh, you know, hoping it would be Liv Morgan as Sister Abigail, which I, I'm not sure why people are so set on Liv Morgan being put together with Bray Wyatt. I mean, Wyatt obviously is on SmackDown, Liv Morgan's on Raw. Not that WWE hasn't broken their own rules in the past about stuff like that, but uh, just, I don't know. I, I, we'll have to see. I mean, Liv has been dropping hints on uh, social media Um about having kind of kind of a darker look just from the stuff that she's been posting, but uh, we've yet to see her back on WWE TV. So looks like we'll have to wait a little longer for that because the uh, what was introduced during the Firefly Funhouse was a new uh, custom fiend Universal Championship belt, and um, yeah, it's just pretty much a, a leather strap with uh, the fiend mask as the centerpiece. Um, I mean, the belt itself is cool looking. It was uh, designed and made by Tom Savini. You know, if, uh, if there's any movie buffs out there, Tom Savini, one of the best uh, makeup and special effects guys in Hollywood. So, uh, you know, and uh, also it was Tom Savini's studio that uh, that designed and made the uh, the Fiend mask that he wears during his matches. Um, you know, so the, I mean, the belt is cool. I, I like the strap itself. It definitely fits the Fiend. The centerpiece, uh, just being the Fiend's mask, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, here and there about it. It just, uh, I think it could have been done better. Not that it's a bad design or poorly made or anything like that. I just think it, uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I would have put the regular Universal Championship logo on there you know just the wwe logo or what but uh, it definitely it fits the fiend put it that way and it looks like something that he could wear actually while he's uh wrestling because it's an all you know it doesn't have any metal or any metal plates or anything uh you know it looks to be all uh, all leather so uh it's, you know i'm curious to see is he just gonna wear it to the ring and then take it off like a typical championship or is he gonna keep it on while he's wrestling we'll have to wait and see and wwe has put out uh, replicas of this title for sale already now they're saying it's a limited run and each one is you know actually made by tom savini's studio so they're they're not uh, not cheap they're going for sixty five hundred dollars a piece but uh and a lot of people complaining about the the price point well it it you're base it's basically like buying you know the belt itself you know the the actual one that's being used on television it you it is coming from tom savini you know and that's no small thing i mean go out and buy a, uh, an actual movie prop or something like that made by tom savini you're gonna you're gonna pay a pretty penny for it so uh and you know obviously this is not made for just casual uh collectors and stuff this is for hardcore 
fans and collectors that have the money to put out for something like this. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, and then another thing kind of along the lines of the quote-unquote new face that they were talking about, we saw The Fiend attack Daniel Bryan after the match, drag him down under the ring. And uh, from the way that they made it look, he was like pulling out handfuls of Daniel Bryan's hair. So when they say new face, I, I actually posted on social media, well, you know, it looks like the new face we're going to see is uh, uh, probably a bald, shaven Daniel Bryan. I don't know necessarily bald, you know, but uh, definitely with uh, less hair on his head and his face. So that, that I think, is the uh, the new face that uh, was being referred to. And uh, there actually were some pictures today of Daniel Bryan on uh, social media getting his hair cut. And that, that's not anything he hasn't done before. He grew out his hair long and got it cut and donated it to uh, Locks of Love or some similar charity like that. And it looks like that's probably what he's done again. Uh, so not, not a huge surprise that he would do that, but, uh, you know, it's... Uh, cool changing up his look and uh, helping a good cause at the same time so you know i i got uh, no complaints about that i actually think uh and this is just my personal opinion you know not uh but i i prefer daniel bryan with the more clean cut type look i just i i don't know i just think he looks better that way but you know if the long hair and the, the big bushy beard is his thing hey more power to him but anyway moving on from smackdown uh later today we've got uh wwe's yearly starcade uh, special on the WWE Network. I, I'm not a fan of them using the Starcade name for this because it's basically, it's a house show, is all it is. And, uh, you know, it's only an hour long. Uh, there's two matches and then one, you know, segment going on. Uh, the matches that are happening are Rusev versus Lashley in a last man standing match. Then we've got a women's tag team title match with the Kabuki Warriors defending against uh, Charlotte and Becky Lynch, uh, Bailey and Sasha Banks, and Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross in a, a fatal four-way women's tag team championship match. And then we've got an episode of the Kevin Owens show with Ric Flair. Of course, what would Starcade be without Ric Flair? I mean, come on now. Uh, and then some other matches happening at the show that are not going to be broadcast on the network are Roman Reigns taking on Baron Corbin, Seth Rollins against Eric Rowan, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and Sami Zayn against The Miz in a handicap match for the Intercontinental Championship. And the New Day defending the SmackDown Tag Team titles against The Revival. And then we've got Bray Wyatt defending the Universal title against Braun Strowman in a steel cage. So, I mean, it sounds like a, a good, you know, good event, uh, you know, good house show. Just, I think, just kind of slapping the Starcade name on a, on a random random house show you know, around this time of the year, I just, I think it uh, diminishes what Starcade really meant to wrestling back in the day. So, uh, but that's, again, my opinion. So, uh, some, some miscellaneous stuff going on. Uh, apparently Brock Lesnar is now done with WWE until sometime in 2020. I don't think that's any big surprise. He tends to take pretty long breaks in between his matches and you know, it is what it is. I'm sure that's the way his contract is structured and, uh, you know, a lot of people are not not happy with it. You know, they uh, with Brock being the quote unquote part time champion, and uh, you know, I I get WWE's mentality with it. I, I don't necessarily like it myself. You know, just uh, I mean, with pro wrestling, you're used to seeing the champion on TV more than you know three four times a year. It it just how it's always been in pro wrestling. But they want uh, you know they want. Brock to be Brock is an attraction that's what he is so um and they want you know his title matches to have that big fight feel you know like an MMA match or like a boxing match where you only see those title matches a couple of times a year at most so I get what they're trying to do I just I don't particularly like it myself 
Uh, some news about Luke Harper. Of course, we haven't seen him on uh, TV too much lately either, but apparently he has uh, trademarked his Brody Lee wrestling name, the name he used on the indies before getting to WWE. And uh, by all accounts, his contract should be coming up here within the next few months. So it uh, looks like he is getting ready for life after WWE. And a lot of you know, a lot of people saying he should uh, go to AEW. I personally, I think you would do really well there. It's another uh, another big guy for them, which they don't uh, don't have a whole lot of. So um, yeah, it looks like again, Luke Harper uh, preparing for life after WWE when his contract runs out, and uh, some other. Other miscellaneous stuff, uh, you know, I'm sure everybody's heard by now the uh, the comments that Corey Graves made on social media regarding Mauro Ronaldo during the NXT uh, War Games takeover. And, uh, you know, basically, I- I'm not going to quote the whole tweet, but uh, basically saying that uh, Ronaldo was talking too much was the gist of what he said. Because, uh, you know, Corey said, hey, not that you would know it, but you've got a former Ring of Honor champion and a WWE Hall of Famer sitting there, too. And, uh, you know, apparently... The, the comments kind of got to got to Morrow. Um, you know, I think it's well known he makes no secret. He is bipolar. He struggles with depression, anxiety, and that kind of stuff, which I have anxiety and depression issues myself, so I can definitely, you know, I can't relate to the level that Morrow struggles with it because, admittedly, his is much worse than mine. I, I consider myself very lucky in the fact that uh, mine is, um, you know, as manageable as it is, but... Uh, like I said, I can I can sympathize with uh, you know stuff like that having a much bigger effect than you know it would uh, somebody else, and uh, you know so Morrow did not uh, appear at Survivor Series as he was scheduled to, and Graves did make an apology on his uh, on his podcast. I will say that, but uh, you know it was just uh, it was unprofessional, and you know Graves was saying, well, I was just trying to feed into the hype of the you know, the, uh, quote unquote war between the brands and trying to extend it to the, uh, to the announcers, uh, you know, rather than just the, uh, the wrestlers. And I get that. Uh, he's trying to, you know, stir up controversy and things like that. And, and like I said, the comments were at best, they were thoughtless. It was, uh, it was unprofessional and, you know, you can't, I mean, if he was going to do something like that, uh, obviously he knows Moro's, uh, issues uh, if he was going to do something like that, he should have said something to Morrow first, like, hey, while you guys are on the air, I'm going to do this just to kind of kind of stir the pot a little bit. And I'm sure Morrow would have been would have been cool with it, you know, if he was made aware of it beforehand. Um, but, you know, at best, it was thoughtless. It was a bit unprofessional. Um, I, I, you know, I'm willing to take Graves at his word about what his intentions were because we have nothing to prove otherwise. So, uh you know, he apologized. It, it was what it was, and uh, we're supposed to have uh, Morrow back on NXT this coming week. So hopefully, it's uh, you know it's been resolved internally between Morrow and Graves, and uh, everybody can just move forward. And um, I'm guessing we probably won't see something like that again from uh, from Corey Graves, uh, or if we do, he'll uh, at the very least, like I said, clear it with uh, with Morrow first, kind of give him a heads up, like, hey, I'm going to do this. I'm just stirring the pot, you know and things like that. So let's move into some AEW news. We saw a uh, debut of a new, uh, what would appear to be a new tag team, the uh, the Butcher and the Blade. Now, the uh, the Butcher is a guy I'm not too familiar with, but the Blade is Braxton Sutter, and their manager, the Bunny, is Allie. Uh, came up from under the ring, attacked Cody Rhodes after his match at Dynamite, uh, and this is uh, 
you know, stemming from uh, Brandy Rhodes and Awesome Kong kind of attacking Allie, taking uh, taking a lock of her hair and things like that. So it looks like uh, this is uh, uh, some kind of uh, yeah retribution from Allie. Brought in uh, some heavy hitters of her own, including her husband Braxton Sutter. So uh, we'll have to see where this one goes. I mean, I mean, Cody already has his issues with uh, with MJF, so uh, this is just kind of one more thing on his plate. Then uh, some interesting goings on with uh, Joey Janela put out uh, a post on social media about uh, not going to AEW Dynamite, having some issues with AEW management and things like that. And the post was deleted. Uh, he was not at uh, Dynamite, but then it was announced uh, just the other day that he's going to be at uh, this coming week's Dynamite taking on John Moxley. So was the post for real? Was it a work? Not sure. Kind of, kind of blurring that line. And if it is a work, I think it's you know a good job on AEW for blurring that line to to make it a little more, uh, you know, make it uh, seem a little, put a little bit of more realism into it is what I'm trying to say. And then of course I already talked about the uh, the main event of Dynamite, uh, Scorpio Sky taking on Chris Jericho. Just a fantastic match. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Uh, these two put on an amazing, amazing match. Uh, and then the. Uh, AEW rankings came out this week. Of course, you know the uh, one of the big things with AEW is that wins and losses matter. So they are putting out the uh, the top five rankings for the men, the women, and tag teams. This week's top five for the men: you've got MJF at number five, Cody at number four, Kenny Omega at three, Pac at uh, two, and John Moxley at one. On the uh, the women's side, you've got uh, B Priestley at five, Nyla Rose at four, Britt Baker at three, Emi Sakura at two, and Hikaru Shida at one. On the tag teams, you've got Private Party at five, Lucha Brothers at four, Best Friends at three, The Bucks at two, and Proud and Powerful Santana and Ortiz at number one. And uh, yeah, I, I I like the way that AEW is doing this. Um, you know, I've been trying to, I don't know what kind of formula they're using to determine, you know, one through five. I mean, obviously, win, win-loss win records are, are a big part of it. Like with Moxley, ranked number one, he's 3-0-1, three, oh, three wins, no losses, one draw. Um, you know, on the uh, the tag team side, proud and powerful, they're 3-1. and one. Uh, And on the women's side, uh, Hikaru Shida's 3-1. So it looks like it's primarily the, the win-loss records as it should be so uh but i'm hoping they you know keep up with this and keep it uh, as accurate and and realistic as possible and because uh, i i just think it adds to the product it it does give it that more sports-like type feel like they were saying that they were going for from the very beginning with aew uh moving on to some other news here some ring of honor news uh, apparently marty Skrull's contract with ring of honor ended at midnight last night now he's still advertised for their final battle pay-per-view which is in two weeks on december 13th so i would assume he's uh you know, maybe not signed a contract extension, but uh, apparently will still be appearing at Final Battle. And from what I've read, I guess that's going to be his final appearance. Now, last I saw, he is still uh, part of the, uh, or holds one-third of the six-man tag team championships in Ring of Honor. So I'm not quite sure how that's going to work. It is, uh, you know, is it just going to kind of vacate those titles when he leaves or what's going to happen or... You know, maybe during that final battle taping, there'll be a six-man tag team match, and they'll uh, they'll drop those belts during those TV tapings. Uh, some other kind of odd Ring of Honor news. Apparently, uh, Kelly Klein posted on Twitter that Ring of Honor, the Ring of Honor Twitter page, had blocked her. And I think everybody's seen by now all the uh, stuff going on with between Ring of Honor, Kelly Klein, Joey Mercury, 
just kind of the shortcomings with Ring of Honor as a company. And, uh, you know, Kelly Klein's contract was ended. Um, and just a lot of a lot of drama with Ring of Honor. And it's just, it's kind of sad because Ring of Honor for a long time was considered probably the best wrestling product out there. And now there's just all this stuff going on in there. Um, you know, Ring of Honor is not doing well at the moment. And I've, I've said a few times, I will be very surprised if Ring of, Ring of Honor lasts another year unless they do something to drastically turn around their business. Uh, I don't see Ring of Honor being around too much longer. And, and it's very sad because Ring of Honor at one time was probably the most respected wrestling company out there and uh to see what it's what it's become just in the last uh last year is uh, is very sad uh getting into some uh, some better news here uh impact if you guys did not see impact wrestling last tuesday go back and watch it uh, i mean it was one of the best shows i've seen in a long time just as far as entertainment i mean it was uh a, what they call a throwback show um and you know every every wrestler took on a different character and just made it you know kind of a kind of an homage to uh, to 80s studio wrestling and it was just very entertaining it was very tongue in cheek you know it wasn't meant to be taken too seriously and uh, yeah it was just, it was it was an awesome show it was really entertaining so if you haven't seen impact from last week go back and give it a look don't go into it expecting 100% serious you know wrestling because you're not you're going to be disappointed then just go into it expecting to be entertained and uh, and you'll love it trust me some mlw news we had uh, filthy tom lawler uh turn heel during a uh, uh world heavyweight championship match between ross von eric and jacob fatu now uh, since the von erics came into mlw they've kind of been aligned with filthy tom lawler and uh so yeah, it was just announced uh, last week that Lawler had re-signed a long-term deal with MLW. And, uh, yeah, apparently now he has turned heel. Now, will he be part of Contra Unit since he kind of helped out Jacob Fatu in retaining retaining the title? We'll have to see. Uh, some other MLW news. It was announced that Mance Warner and Jimmy Havoc will have what's called a Prince of Darkness match at their Opera Cup coming up this week. Not sure what a Prince of Darkness match is, but it sounds uh, sounds like it could be a bit uh, violent, to say the least. So I'm curious to see what that's going to be all about. So that's it for uh, news and rumors for the week. I know I'm moving kind of kind of fast here, but like I said, I've got those two interviews coming up uh, later in the show with Ashley the Mob Wife Gambino and Steve Tortorello from Warrior Wrestling. And uh, But before we get into those, I'm going to get into my uh, next segment, which kind of a sad one this week for me personally. I hate to, uh, hate to have to do this, but uh, what I'm talking about, of course, is the Troll of the Week. Alright, so the Troll of the Week this week, like I said, it makes me kind of sad that uh, I, I'm... Uh, um, going after this particular person but you know what they uh it, it is deserved in this case and this week's troll of the week is uh ecw original uh former ecw world heavyweight champion legend one of my all-time favorite ecw guys in general and i'm talking about the sandman uh was posted last night on twitter by jordan grace basically the uh uh sandman came up to her and uh well let me preface preface this with uh saying jordan grace Taya, Sue Young, and Rosemary were uh, wrestling in the main event of an event being uh, 
being held during uh, WrestleCade weekend. And uh, apparently the Sandman came up to them and uh, made the statement that uh, women main eventing is uh, is wrong. And any male wrestler with any sort of experience would agree. Um, yeah, for for somebody for anybody to say that is just kind of kind of shitty to be honest but uh somebody you know like the sandman who is a legend in the business you know despite whatever other issues might be going on and i think you know everybody pretty much knows you know sandman does have some well-documented issues but uh you know just to uh to kind of crap on the the current crop of uh main event level talent just because they're women is, uh, yeah, I mean, there's no other way to put it. That's just a, a being a troll is what it is. And I don't care if it was done in person, online, or whatever. It's just, it, it's disappointing to say the least. And, uh, you know, for him to attempt to speak for every other male wrestler, apparently, uh, saying that they would all feel the same way is just uh, it's very presumptuous for one thing. I mean, you had chris jericho chime in on this saying well uh, i don't agree and uh, you know when you talk about male wrestlers jericho's uh, pretty much right up at towards the top of the heap with that one and apparently tessa blanchard kind of um not kind of but uh, roasted him pretty good for those comments and uh, I, I i'm you know i would love to uh, to see or hear what she said if that was uh, recorded anywhere but i haven't seen that online yet so i'm guessing it was done either at the event or backstage at the event or who knows but uh yeah unfortunately sadly i i really hate to do it but uh it, it's it's warranted so this week the troll of the week is uh, is the sandman i mean come on you know it's 2019 women's wrestling has progressed leaps and bounds from uh you know the uh the attitude era and the days when uh you know with with the uh, quote-unquote cat fights and ecw and things like that and even even with you know ecw the the ecw women even though they were in cat fights and they were eye candy they were all tough as nails i mean you look at francine she uh had uh, i want to say i forget what the injury was but i mean there were num- numerous times she came out on crutches you know didn't miss a day of work same thing with with uh beulah with the injuries that that she suffered i mean they were right in there with the guys so uh you know, for uh, for an ECW guy who worked with some of these tough as nails women back then to uh, say that the the women today don't deserve the main event spotlight is just uh, is is just crappy. That is the nicest way that I can put it. So uh, yeah, this week's troll of the week, unfortunately, is the Sandman. So anyway, moving on, we're going to start getting into these uh, these interviews that I recorded earlier this week. The first one is with uh, professional MMA fighter, uh, professional boxer now as well. Just made her uh, her pro boxing debut on October the 18th and uh, looking to, uh, you know, get, uh, get back into the ring as soon as possible. But uh, yeah, we'll uh, let you guys hear that directly from from the woman herself and she will be talking about uh, another fighter who uh, called her out during during an interview on a different uh, YouTube show and that other fighter is Sheena Starr had some not so nice things to say about uh, about my my guest and of course I am talking about Ashley the mob wife Gambino coming on the show for the second time so without further ado let's get into the uh, my my interview with uh, Ashley the mob wife Gambino What's up, everybody? This is Tom with Catch, Hook, and Shoot, and I am talking right now live via Skype with my first ever two-time guest, uh, 
MMA fighter, uh, now pro boxer, uh, wife, mom, all around badass, like I always say. Ashley, the mob wife, Gambino. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you doing today? Pretty good. So, uh, yeah, lots of, lots of stuff going on since the last time we talked. I had you had you on the show before and uh, got got a pretty pretty good response from that, but surprisingly, little little bit of hate being thrown my way for whatever reason on Facebook for for talking to you. Uh, uh, you got any any thoughts on that one? <laughs> you know, I'll explain it right now in one word. It's called jealousy. <laughs> it's jealousy <laughs> and. Not, okay, aside that, let's just pretend that doesn't exist. They've got some kind of issue inside where they're upset about something. So they have to take it out on somebody else. So there's this select few people that are all like keyboard warriors. And, mm -hmm. you know, they're just going to, they, they feel hate in their heart. So they have to spread it somehow. So it's just, that's all it is. They're just goofy. You know what, whatever. Sometimes they see stuff faster than my biggest fans do. So I almost consider them my biggest fan. Yeah, and that, that's pretty much what I chalk it up to, because like I said, both, most of the response that I got was really good when I had you and when I had your husband uh, trap on the show, And but it just seemed like there was a couple people like took issue with it. It's like, dude, if you hate them so much, why are you watching the interviews then? Yeah, yeah, you know what? They can spew hate all they want, whatever. We're here to spread the love, work hard, do our own thing. That's all it is. Right. So, all right. Enough about the internet trolls. That's more time than they deserve. So, uh, let's let's get into what's been going on with you. You uh, you just made your pro boxing debut last month and uh, on December the eighteenth. Now, how how did that come about? I know you took the the fight on pretty short notice. So, how did that uh, how did that come about? Well, it was October eighteenth. Oh, what did I say? Uh, yeah, October eighteenth. What you said. <laughs> But yeah, I did. It was it was a lot of fun. I was so happy that I got to go through that experience. Um, bottom line, I feel like I was given an opportunity by God to go pro, and I took it. And I'm very happy I did what I did when I was there. Uh, it was at the Seneca in Niagara Falls, New York. And at that casino, I felt so at home, even though I was in New York, because it was in a casino, and I felt like I was in Las Vegas at home. Uh, at the time, I was away from my husband, too, and it was uh, a little heartbreaking for me, so it made me feel better, and it was so much fun, and, and I can't wait to do it again. And that that's awesome. I unfortunately I didn't get a chance to see the fight myself for some reason. The Telemundo affiliate in Chicago was not carrying it that night, so because I, I was trying to watch it, but I, I wasn't able to actually see it. But uh, so is is um, I know your uh kind of your your home field so to speak is mma but is boxing something that you would do again 100 percent. i i love boxing so much and and now that i'm officially a pro boxer i'm so excited to go in there and get a winning record in boxing 100 i want a winning record in boxing my heart wouldn't feel right if i didn't have it okay so with that being said um whenever your next fight comes up are you looking for it to be mma or boxing or pretty much whatever whatever comes your way first you know at first my heart was set on going straight back to boxing um but but life is so situational so it just depends on what happens it depends on the opportunity that's placed in front of me just like i randomly got the chance to go pro now I'm a pro fighter, I'm a pro athlete, and uh, so I'm, I'm definitely looking for opportunity and whatnot, and, and, I, and I am just going to work hard and keep taking what I can get. 
Okay, awesome. Well, uh, talking about upcoming fights uh, within last, uh, I think it was within the last couple of days here, uh, this other fighter, uh, I believe her name was Sheena Starr, kind of kind of called you out a little bit in, in an interview. What's what's up with that? Who Who is this girl? I've never even heard of her, honestly. <laughs> you, know, you know, I really don't know much about her, to tell you the truth. Um, after, after I heard that she called me out, like, there's there's been a history where she's one of she's one of those trolls, she's one of those haters, so-called haters. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, whatever she's talked shit. I don't even know what all shit she's talked because to tell you the truth, I don't pay attention because I have too much to worry about with my family and my own training and my own career. Um, she she called me out and I looked at her and and, and I seen her <laughs> like one of her fights and uh, I am not impressed with the. <laughs> okay yeah and i uh i didn't i i looked at, i looked her up a little bit i did if she decided that she really would if, if if somebody really thought that that was okay to set that fight up it would be so easy for me to just take that and, and get a pro win under my belt no matter where it is i don't care what kind of fight it is i would smash the hell out of her um, <laughs> but but she's just calling me out because she wants attention i mean everybody knows that right i mean She's got what on like a ten fight losing streak or something like that. Everybody's gonna want to call me out. Everybody's gonna call out the the fighter that everybody wants to fight. You know what I mean? This one specifically, I wouldn't mind answering just because she's had so much shit to talk in the past. I wouldn't mind smashing her face as a little bit of payback. But uh, but you know, the, she's just another person, and and all I care about is fighting and myself and my family and my career and that's all i'm going to focus on period if i get to get an easy win over that uh sheena girl or whatever then then cool so be it man that would that would be fun but uh but that's all i have to say about it really okay one one thing i was able to find about her is that she uh has done the uh the bare knuckle boxing kind of thing that's kind of like the new things up and coming right now in in combat sports is that something that interests you the bare knuckle type thing that seems like it'd be a lot more brutal than like mma or straight up boxing yeah she lost that fight too i wouldn't mind fighting her bare knuckle i wouldn't mind fighting her boxing and i wouldn't mind fighting her pro mma either i would smash my elbow right through her fucking last two teeth <laughs> Well, that that that's something I'd uh, that's something I'd pay to see, honestly, because uh, yeah, just the the stuff that she was saying in that one interview was just it just seems uncalled for, you know. She makes it sound like she she knows you or something, and now to find out, you know, you really don't know much much more about her than I do, so it makes yeah. it all the more ridiculous. I, whatever, whatever. I'm just gonna train. I'm gonna do my thing. Uh, I'm I'm gonna do my best to to be the professional that I am and grow each day as a person and a fighter. And that's my job. And, and as a mother, as a wife, you know, if, if you're not, I always said, if you're not learning something new every day, then you're doing something wrong. You got to start learning stuff new every single day. Cause there's opportunities to just, even if it's something small, you know what I mean? It's so always just improvement, be positive and work hard. And that's all that I'm about. And that, that's awesome. That's, that really is a, a great, great mindset to have. So let's go back to the, uh, uh, the boxing, um, the boxing match that you had last month on October 18th. <laughs> um, so like I said, I know you took that fight on short notice. So how, how much training were you able to do before that, uh, the date actually came around? Oh, the boxing fight. Um, 
<laughs> I, I took it on, uh, like, I don't know, it was like 20 days notice or something like that, maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and I'll be honest, I wasn't, like, regularly training or anything. Uh, my daughter, Katana, is only nine months old right now. Um, and and she was still breastfeeding, too. So, like, that's a hormonal thing when it comes to, to women and mommies. But, um... Are we back? Did something mess up? My phone messed up. I don't know. I, w- I was hearing you fine. Did, the, did your picture freeze? Anyways, uh, I don't know. I just worked my butt off. I knew I got to go pro. I was getting a pro license. Uh, I knew that my opponent, there was a possibility that I could uh, do my thing, and I did my thing as best as I could. Obviously, it didn't work out in my favor, but, I mean, what else can I ask for? I kind of got off the couch super chubby right now and worked my butt off and made it weight, made the weight, and uh, now I'm a pro, and now I'm going to work even harder to accomplish my goals. Uh, my goals ever since I started this period was to become a world champion. Um, so that's what I want to do. That's what I want to do. I want to work hard towards that goal. And now that I'm a pro, it's so much closer. So much. Right. And I think, I, I mean, I think it shows, you know, a lot of heart on your part and a lot of desire that you would jump into a fight on such short notice like that, you know, just to, like you said, just to get that much closer to your goal. So that, that definitely shows a, a lot of, a lot of heart on your part. Yeah. Well, it's a pro level. It was a pro level fight. So that's something that I haven't experienced yet. Obviously it was my debut. Uh, and, and you know, it's just, God gave me an opportunity. And if I threw it back in his face, he was sure to spit in mine. And that's how I felt. And, and, and I feel like everything happens for a reason. And so now that I'm pro, uh, there's no holding back. I'm all in. And I'm definitely going to do my best. Uh, that's awesome. And uh, so now, do you know yet when your next fight is going to be? Or is that something that's still, you know, kind of on the horizon? It's not scheduled yet. When it is scheduled, we'll tell everybody. I promise. Okay. But it's definitely not scheduled yet. All I'm doing is working hard until then. So we get that fight. And then I'm going to work even harder. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, that honestly, that's really all the the questions that I had for you. I know we we kind of set this up kind of on short notice to to get together and talk today. But is uh, was there anything else that you in particular wanted to talk about or mention or anything like that? Um, you know, I first of all, I just want to thank my husband more than anything because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be here. Uh, I know that sounds corny, but it is so true. I would not be, I would not even know who I am if it wasn't for him. And now he's coaching me into this next fight and we're going to win this next fight. Uh, That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Everybody that's been sending love and support our way. uh, I love you guys all so much. It makes us feel so good. Anybody who's being a hater, uh, you're wasting your time and energy. I mean, for God's sakes, don't, don't waste your life on being so negative, but hey, you can't help somebody who doesn't want help. So I'm just going to stop there. And then, uh, you know, above all, uh, my goal is to inspire people to follow their dreams and do whatever makes them happy. Like not, not necessarily fight. I don't think everybody should fight. I'm not trying to inspire you to do what I'm doing and fight. Just so happens that I legitly love it so much. 
Like I, I would not be happier doing anything else in my life or my career other than fighting. Other, you know, obviously I love my children more than my my, my husband. But um, uh, my goal is to inspire people to do do good and better themselves and 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 move towards something that makes them happy in general in life. And and that's it. And, and I want to leave on a positive note. And, let everybody know that that that's what I want to do is is be product positive and work hard and and that's it. And that that is that is a great message. And no, it doesn't sound corny at all saying you wouldn't uh, wouldn't be where you're at without your husband, because I feel the same way about my wife. And I think anybody who's in a loving marriage feels the same way. You know, you're, yeah. if you if you don't have the support of your spouse, where are you at? So any guys would even know who I am if it wasn't for him. Literally, the only reason I even have a Facebook is because we decided to train. And so I made uh, Facebook in order to get famous and fight. And that's exactly what I'm doing. That's the only reason I even have Facebook. Otherwise, you guys wouldn't even see me on Facebook because I don't care about it. Right. I care about my family. I care about what I want to do. Uh, I, I opened it because every, it's the thing. The social media nowadays on Fremont Street, everybody kept asking about Instagram. So now I have an Instagram. Um, because that's what you got to do in order to promote, and and that's what my husband knows best. And and because of him, you guys know who I am. And uh, and yeah, yeah, I was. I'm just here to fight. I love, <laughs> and my husband knows how to let you guys know. And he he is very good at that. He the guy is a is a self promoting machine. I gotta say that. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. All right, so uh, before we uh, before we sign off here, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media, on Facebook or Instagram, and whatever else you might have. Um, my Instagram is at the Mob Wife, and my name is Ashley Gambino. Uh, if you want to follow me on Facebook, you can. I'm pretty sure I have the friend limit, but you can still follow me, and it's Ashley Mob Wife Gambino. Um, as far as I understand, we don't have a Twitter right now, and if we do, it's not at so Instagram and Facebook it is. All right. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you again for coming on the show. Like I said before, you're my first two-time guest. I appreciate it very much. I always have a good time talking to you. And uh, so, yeah, I guess with that, we'll uh, sign off. And whenever that uh, next fight gets uh, scheduled, we've got to have you come back on to, uh, to hype it up a little bit. Sounds like a plan to me. And thank you for having me on the show. I enjoy coming on and doing interviews. Awesome. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you again soon then. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. All right, so that was my interview with the mob wife, Ashley Gambino. And, uh, yeah, always always a pleasure to have her on the show. She is just uh, an awesome person. She's a, a great interview, doesn't hold anything back. And, uh, yeah, hopefully I can, uh, you know, have her on again when her next fight is set to uh, to hype that up a little bit because, uh, yeah, she's just, she is, is one of my favorite uh, favorite people to interview, one of my favorite follows on, uh, on Instagram. If you're not following her, go you know, go, go give her a follow on Instagram cause, uh, and give her, give her husband a follow as well. Trap Gambino, check out his YouTube channel, uh, trapping over Vegas, very entertaining and, uh, just both really, really good people. So, uh, head over there, give them a follow, check them out. So next up, I have an interview with, uh, warrior wrestling promoter, Steve Tortorello. He's been on the show before as well. And we're going to be talking about, uh, warrior wrestling seven, uh, when the, when, the, where, the, who, uh, all that kind of good stuff. So, uh, yeah, make sure you head to uh, warriorwrestling.net. 
pick up your tickets for the uh, for the event and for the fan fest and things like that. But in the meantime, here is my interview with Steve Tortorello. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Tom from Catch, Hook, and Shoot, and I am talking right now live via Skype with the uh, promoter for Warrior Wrestling and the uh, principal of Marion Catholic High School here in Chicago, Mr. Steve Tortorello. How are you doing today, Steve? I'm great, Tom. Thank you for having me back. Uh, thank you for coming back. Yeah, This is the uh, second time this week I've had a, a, a two-time guest on, so I'm on a roll here. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, who's, who's the other one? Who am I competing with? Uh, she is a uh, professional MMA fighter slash boxer. Uh, her name's Ashley Gambino. She's just a uh, uh, really, uh, just a, a really cool, really cool woman, and uh, just uh, tough as nails. Honestly, she uh, had her pro MMA debut last year, had her pro boxing debut this year, and in between there had a baby. <laughs> so. Oh my god! Well, my my initial plan when I asked that was to challenge whoever was my competition to a fight, but I am not going to be doing that after that description. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, she's. She she's a bit of a bit of a badass, yeah. So, uh, but Sounds yeah, I'm, like I said, I'm having having a pretty good week here as far as the show goes. So, uh, yeah, let's let's get right into it here. We got Warrior Seven coming up on uh, December thirteenth, and you got you guys got some huge names for this one this time around. I mean, just uh, let's start right at the top. You got Kurt Angle making an appearance. How did uh, how'd you pull that one off? You know, wrestling I've found is really a game of, of treating people well and getting connected to people through other people. So, for example, getting Kurt Angle came from Wardlow. Uh, you might know Wardlow from AEW now. He's the, mm -hmm. the muscle, the heater for MJF. But Wardlow was on Warrior Wrestling 3, 4, 5, and 6. And Wardlow is a Pittsburgh guy and has trained with Kurt Angle and a variety of other Pittsburgh guys. And in conversation, maybe six months ago, you know, Wardlow told me, if you're ever interested in, in working with Kurt, here's the number for the guy that represents him. And so just building that relationship with Wardlow led to uh, getting to know Dave Hawk, who represents Kurt, led to Kurt Angle coming to Warrior Wrestling 7. That's awesome, and yeah, I'm I'm very familiar with Wardlow. I had the opportunity to uh, to interview him at uh, Warrior Six, and he he just seems like a really really good guy in general. Yes. I mean, he plays you know he plays the heel on TV and uh, you know kind of the heavy like you said for MJF, but uh, he he just seems like a really good guy from when I was talking to him. Yeah, great human being. And and that's the thing that we always strive for at Warrior is we're trying to get great performers, obviously, that are going to put on a great show. But the people that come back again and again for us are people that we think are just good people. They're they're great to work with. They're responsible. They're respectful. They're the kind of people that we want to represent us. And so he's definitely one of those guys, and we're thrilled to see him on Wednesday nights. Yeah, definitely. He uh, He's one that I think really, really deserves it. And I know we talked about him last time. You know, you made the comment in five years, everybody's going to know who he is, and he he's definitely on track for that. Yeah, it's, it's going to take maybe one year. He's, uh, he's ahead of the pace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So uh, another another kind of big get that you uh, got for this one for Warrior Seven is uh, Will Osprey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've been working on Will Osprey for a year and a half. Wow. Uh, Will was originally slated to be part of Warrior Two, uh, the show All In weekend in 2018 with Rey Mysterio, but due to travel issues, it wasn't able to work out. And so ever since then, we've been talking with Will on and off about trying to make it work. And as you can imagine. His schedule is pretty insane. He works all the New Japan tours. He lives in Japan. When he's not doing New Japan, he works Australia or England. So finding a day that would work for Will Ospreay was absolutely a challenge. And in fact, that was the starting tent post 
for this show. We are going back and forth with Will and Will throughout this date as literally the only date that would work in the next three months. And we said, all right, let's put that stake in the ground and let's build something around Will Ospreay. So we think he is arguably, if not the best professional wrestler in the world. And we're just absolutely thrilled to have him. This was definitely a white whale for us and we caught him. Yeah. And I, I have to agree with you as far as being one of the top guys in the world. He's uh, yeah, just, there, there are not enough words to describe how good he is. And uh, he's going to be participating in a, a six-man tag match. He's teaming with uh, Amazing Red and Rocky Romero. That right there is just a dream mm-hmm. team. Yep. And, and they're uh, taking on the Rascals. Which yes. Is, the other thing about Will is, is Will is such a professional and he cares so much about wrestling. Sometimes you work with wrestlers and understandably, it's a job. You know, I'll show up, I'll mm-hmm. get paid, I'll do whatever. Will takes this very seriously, and he really wants to be the best in the world. And so in talking with Will about bringing him in, he w- had a lot of ideas, a lot of feedback, a lot of I- uh, a lot of thoughts, and we kicked around a ton of match possibilities. For Will, if he was going to fly around the world, and he is flying, he, he's flying to Chicago from Tokyo and getting on a plane and flying back to Tokyo. And if he was going to fly around the world, he wanted it to be for a match that was truly special. And so in working with Will, we put this match together, and we think it is going to be truly special. He's got an unbelievable respect for Amazing Red. Rocky, of course, is Chaos Stablemate. And the Rascals looked up to and still look up to all three of these guys. So they're all going to show up with their working boots on and... I'm going to be watching this one from inside of the arena. I'm not going to be in the back. I'm going to be a fan when this happens. Oh, yeah. that I mean, that's that's a, a dream match in and of itself. I mean, I, I, you could say that about a lot of this card, though, as far as being uh, dream matches. Another one that really caught my eye was uh, Filthy Tom Lawler and Minoru Suzuki, another New Japan guy. Yeah, so Tom we've had on the show a couple of times, and Mm -hmm. Tom is just tough as nails. And anybody who watches New Japan knows that Minoru Suzuki is is possibly the most intimidating human being on planet Earth. You know, if you think back to the hair versus hair match where he shaved his own head in the middle of the ring and knocked everybody out with the chair, he's just, you know, obviously as as a pan-craze founder, as an MMA fighter, as a New Japan regular for 25 years, he's the real deal. And this was a dream match for Tom. And so we, we were able and lucky enough to get Minoru Suzuki in. And Tom's actually, he's got a wedding weekend for a buddy in, in Florida that weekend. And he's going late. He's going Saturday morning so that he could wrestle Minoru Suzuki. So just like with the Rascals, for Tom Lawler, this is a bucket list as well. And it's a bucket list for us as fans. And it's doubly cool when we can check off a bucket list item for our performers too. Oh yeah, definitely. And I, I mentioned on the on the show a couple of times when I've been talking about the the Warrior Seven card that this one it, I called it a symphony of violence is what it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, it's going to be. This is strong style personified. There's going to be some spit flying to the rafters on this one. Yeah, and uh, we've got uh, a few New Japan guys on this card. The uh, uh, for the Warrior Championship, it's going to be Brian Cage defending against uh, El Fantasmo, a Bullet Club guy. Yeah, and, and Phantasmo is incredible. For for those fans who might not have been following New Japan this year, Phantasmo is in the league of a Will Ospreay as far as what he can do. His mm-hmm. charisma is off the charts. He and Cage have faced off twice before. And and with Brian Cage, you know, real shoot fact here, Brian wants the best matches possible. He and I talk regularly, and we give him a lot of input in putting together these cards. And he, like Ospreay, he does not want to just show up and get paid. He wants to put on a show. He wants the best competition. And in going over all the people around the world that are out there, when ELP's name came up, Cage said him. 
Him, him, him. I've wrestled him twice. He's one of the best guys in the world. We're going to tear the house down. And that's what I love to hear as a promoter and a booker is that our talent is motivated to go out there and leave it all in the ring. So, again, just like with the Rascals, just like with Tom Lawler, our other regular here, our champ, Brian Cage, he's excited for this. He's looking forward to this match. Yeah, and I think I think anybody in their right mind would be looking forward to them because like me personally with this one i love the matches that are kind of uh, a clash in styles like el Fantasma was more more the high flying type guy and cage he can do some of the high flying stuff but he's more he's a power guy obviously if yep. you take a look at him so i i love those kind of those kind of matchups yeah, and they're both quick, too. I mean, Cage is so fast for his size, and Phantasma is quick as lightning. So mm -hmm. so I think this is going to be a fast-paced, fun match. Yeah, and then uh, talking about clashes in style, another New Japan guy, Lance Archer, taking on Brian Pillman Jr. That one, mm -hmm. uh, that one could be interesting. <laughs> yeah, so our thinking in this one, and, and we love both of these guys. We worked with them both a few times, and Pillman is perennially over with the crowd everybody loves brian pillman there's not a, a soul in the room that doesn't love pillman and archer is such a legitimate monster i mean the guy is enormous he's agile he's strong he's intimidating he's scary obviously in new japan he's beating the snot out of young boys around the ring so our thought was you've got the ultimate underneath baby face and the ultimate dominating monster it's a clash, but we think it's a David versus Goliath clash. We think the people are going to be behind Brian Pillman. It's going to be, it's not going to be maybe as pretty as the Will Ospreay match, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, most definitely. And then uh, you've got uh, some uh, some debuts for uh, Warrior happening on the, on the women's side. You've got Holiday taking on Savannah Stone. Now, Holiday I'm familiar with because I'm, I'm a fan of uh, WoW. Savannah, mm -hmm. Stone, Savannah Stone, not so much. So uh, what, what can you tell me about uh, about this one? Sure. So she's been featured most prominently in Glory Pro down in St. Louis, as well as she's been up to freelance here in the Chicago area. She is tough. She is in the category of a Holiday or a Thunder Rosa. She can brawl. She can throw stiff forearms. She can also fly a little bit, but she's she's more of a tough ground-based wrestler. And our thought was that we wanted to book a women's match with two stars that our fans hadn't seen before and two stars who are tough, who are thick, who can fight, who can hit, um, as opposed to anything um, more airy or more flying. We wanted, a, we wanted a slugfest. We wanted to show our fans that our female stars can be just as tough as the guys. So our hope is that if this match follows Pillman and Archer or follows you know, an Elgin and Adonis, that there's no drop-off in the toughness level and the strong style feel of it. We want a great slobber knocker of a women's match. Yeah, and I, I, I'm definitely uh expecting exactly that i mean women women's wrestling in general has progressed so much just in the last few years from from where it was just maybe like five ten years ago that it's it's amazing there's so many women who can go out there and and keep up and some even surpass the guys so absolutely I, i've argued regularly that i think tessa blanchard is among the top five or seven wrestlers on planet earth gender notwithstanding i i think it is very possible for a female wrestler to be the best wrestler on planet Earth, you know, with no asterisk. And and that's the thing that I think is so cool right now. You, know, you mentioned the evolution of women's wrestling in the last several years. I think opportunity allows for talent to shine. I think there had always been talent there, but 
for a long time, they weren't given the platform. And you know, kudos to WWE and Impact and AEW for really making an effort to give the female stars a platform because I think that just encourages so many more female athletes to get into wrestling and give it a shot. And then you see people like a Chris Statlander who was just on AEW this past Wednesday. She's only been in for three years and she's already phenomenal. So I, I really think we are at um, a, a watershed moment for great female talent coming into wrestling and being featured in wrestling. Oh yeah, and I, I definitely have to agree. So uh, another, uh, another. Uh, well, I don't want to say another good matchup. All these matchups look great, <laughs> but another one that uh, that caught my eye, kind of an interesting match, is uh, Michael Elgin and Sam Adonis. Yes. So Elgin's making his second appearance with us. Sam's been with us on every show. Now mm -hmm. Adonis is known more over, more so for his, uh, his his work in Mexico as a heel in CMLL. Right. But he's actually done several All Japan tours, and he's really kind of fine tuned his style to be a Japanese strong style. And again, in talking with the talent, so totally you know behind kayfabe, behind the curtain here, we talked to all the talent about what they want, how they want to showcase themselves, and Sam Adonis very much wanted an opponent who was going to bring out that Japanese strong style in him. And obviously Michael Elgin, a former IWGP uh, Intercontinental Champion, a guy who's been to Japan numerous times throughout his career, we thought the two of them would match. This is two big dudes. This is a super heavyweight slugfest, and it's yeah. going to be Japanese strong style. So, I mean, this is, when I talked earlier about spit flying to the rafters, this one might be teeth flying to the rafters. Yeah, yeah, no no doubt about that one. And then uh, from there, uh, uh one that I think is probably going to be a, a, a very entertaining matchup is uh, Robert Anthony with Frank the Clown against Jake Atlas. Anytime Frank's in the building, it always gets interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Frank is the ultimate antagonist. And it's funny to see you know, the heat that Frank gets. He gets wrestling heat, and then he gets real-life heat. And all heat is good heat. So anytime Frank's mm -hmm. around, everybody cares one way or another. And then uh, he goes up against Jake Atlas. Now, if you follow PWG, Jake Atlas tore the house down and stole the bolo weekend uh this past september and jake's mm -hmm. been rising on the scene for the last year year and a half and we always look at styles and, and how guys are going to fit together and for those not familiar with the ego robert anthony his abilities he can wrestle any style but he's best at i think jake atlas's style which is kind of an athletic um, WWE plus type style where it's a lot of strong moves it's a lot of charisma it's a lot of fire and we think the two of them this is a sleeper to steal the show you know with all these big names on the show I know they're both coming incredibly motivated and I know Frank always wants to be the center of attention so I would not sleep on this match to be the one you're talking about when you drive home yeah definitely I mean I've, I've seen uh, uh, Robert Anthony at the the prior warrior shows and he doesn't doesn't disappoint this will be my first time seeing jake atlas uh, but i've uh, seen and read a lot of uh, great things about him so i'm i'm definitely looking forward to this one as well uh, and then another one uh actually both of these guys i'm not super familiar with blake christian and carlos romo Sure, and that's that's the idea actually. So our hope is, you know, every couple of shows to bring in a few guys that you don't know yet, but you will pretty darn soon. And so we talked about Wardlow earlier. Same thing with these two guys. Blake Christian has been gaining some fame and notoriety through GCW, Black Label Pro, a few other federations. He is a high flyer. He is in the mold of an Alex Zane or eventually a Will Ospreay. Carlos Romo is from Team White Wolf, from White Wolf Wrestling over in Spain. We had him over at Warrior 3. He and his partner A-Kid took on the Lucha Brothers and absolutely tore the house down. A-Kid is now signed to a WWE UK deal, and Carlos Romo is 
is looking to make a name on his own. So he's moved to England. He's in that British indie scene. He's actually bringing himself to the U.S. He so much wants to make a splash that he is getting himself here to us to have this match. So you talk about guys that are motivated to go out there and kill it. These two guys want to make a statement on a big stage with a card that also has Kurt Angle and Will Ospreay and Minoru Suzuki. So again, we talked about sleepers a moment ago. Here's two guys whose names you might not know when you walk in, but you're definitely going to know when you walk out. Yeah. And I, like I said, I, I'm, I've heard of Blake Christian. I've seen like highlight videos of him online and he, I mean, this guy can do pretty much anything off the ropes, over the ropes. So I'm I'm really looking forward to this this one as well. I mean it Yeah, should I think be... we need to we need to push the guardrails back for this match. Yeah, that I was gonna mention that. Like the guardrails are typically a little close to the ring. You might might need to move them back a little bit or <laughs> tell them, you know, if you're gonna dive, do it on the side with the uh the, the walkway <laughs> to the ring. Last show we actually for the first time pushed him back extra far. We're gonna have to do that again. Yeah, and then uh, finally, the last but certainly not least, uh, you've got uh, six of what I would say are uh, the top luchadors in the world from uh, AAA and CMLL. Yes, and, and we're really excited. So it looks like we're going to do two matches out of that group. Uh, we'll do a rematch of Sobrano versus Templario, which stole the show at Warrior Six. Yes. They opened the show and stole the show. Everybody that I asked about Warrior Six said either the Cage-Elgin match or Templario Soberano. So they were able to come from Mexico, and, and not a lot of people knew their names before Warrior Six started. But by the end, people said, oh my God, that was the match. So we're doing it again. We're going to have the rematch of those two. And then it'll be a fatal four-way with the four guys from AAA, Drago, Black Taurus, Aerostar, and Ray Horus. And so if you've watched AAA or Lucha Underground, you're familiar. Uh, Horus, Aerostar, and Drago have all been Lucha Underground. Black Taurus has really made a name for himself the last year or so. He's another guy who's huge, but can move like a guy half his size. So we think both of these matches, the Templario Soberano and the AAA four-way match, again, it's 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 uh it's gonna be an interesting night to see who steals the show because literally every match has the chance to and never bet against the luchador. That's what I've learned in 25 years of being a wrestling fan. Yeah, and uh, I think probably the one uh, the one match I'm looking the most forward to. I don't know if I'm looking forward to trying to keep up with it to to call it, but the the four way match with Horus, uh, Torres, Drago, and Aerostar. I loved Lucha Underground when it was on the air, and uh, Drago was my absolute favorite guy on that show. And uh, uh, Black Taurus, I've become familiar with him recently from the AAA. Uh, Twitch specials and things like that. So the, mm -hmm. this one, that that is probably the one I am most looking forward to on this show. Yeah, you know, it's it's going to be insane. I mean, we, you know, my buddy Eric and I, who work on this a lot, we sat back and looked at the card once it was all together and we went, you know, would we drive to Cleveland to see this wrestling show? Absolutely. Would we drive to Minneapolis? Absolutely. So our hope is that it's, other people feel the same way, you know, that they look at the card and say, oh my gosh, you know, from the four-way to everything else, how can I miss this? That's our goal when we put a show together. How can you possibly miss this if you're a wrestling fan? Yeah, and I mean, with the, the price point that you guys sell your tickets at, I mean, it, it's a steal for this card. It is, it, it, yeah. Uh, it, yeah. 
I mean, anybody would need. You get in the would, door for thirty-five dollars, and and the reality is, no offense to to other groups, but I think this card is hotter than a lot of what national groups are putting on, and it definitely has the unique aspect of having so many people from all over. Like you can see great cards in a variety of places, but where are you going to see New Japan stars, AAA stars, CMLL stars, Impact stars, WWE Hall of Famers, MLW stars, WOW stars? I mean, guys from PWG, guys from Spain. I mean, this. This is the crossroads of everything. Yeah, and I, I saw, um, oh, I can't remember. I think it might have been Taylor Hendricks or uh, some uh, a woman wrestler put on Twitter the other day, you know, imagine if all wrestling companies w- could, you know, work together and things like that. And, and that that's kind of what Warrior does. You, you guys get so much talent from all over the place. It's insane. Yeah, we are, we are very blessed and... Um, you know, as I said earlier, I think so much of that comes from the great relationships we have with the guys that, and girls that work regularly for us. And, you know, they vouch for us. So if a, you know, Minoru Suzuki is not sure, he can ask Lance Archer. And Archer and Suzuki have been part of Suzuki Goon together for a decade. And Archer mm-hmm. can tell him, no, you know, that's a great show. They're going to treat you well. The fans are great. And, and that, I think, has really been our bread and butter. So it's always our goal to treat people well, keep them happy so they'll come back and tell their friends. And, uh, and of course, like always, you guys are uh, going to be having your fan fest before the show. Uh, so for anybody not familiar with that, how, uh, tell, tell everybody how that works. Absolutely. So it's a $100 ticket, which seems like a lot of front. You're like, oh my gosh, 100 bucks. But for that $100, you get a picture with and an autograph from every single wrestler on the show. And as announced, that's 27 or 28 wrestlers. We might have a few surprises. We always try to get a few surprises. So you're looking at three and a half dollars an autograph, and that includes Kurt Angle, Will Ospreay, Minoru Suzuki, Brian Cage, Lance Archer, all the luchadors you mentioned earlier. It's an absolute steal. And in addition to getting to meet all the stars, there'll be podcasts there like Catch, Hook, and Shoot and some of our other friends, as well as some vendors selling different things. It's really a a wrestling party with all of your favorite stars. So a lot of of times people try to hang out after a show and, oh, I want to meet this person or meet that person. Come to the party before the show, hang out with all of them. It's really, it's the best deal in wrestling. You know, and we say that as compared to a StarCast or a WrestleCade where you'll be paying 50, 60 bucks for Kurt Angle's autograph just by itself. Mm -hmm. Well, for 100, you get everybody. So it's a steep price tag, but it's worth the investment and it's a once in a lifetime deal. Yeah, exactly, and that's, I mean, that's how I, myself, originally discovered Warrior was, uh, you know, I, I think I came across it on uh, social media, or I th- actually I think it was Brian Cage promoting it on on one of his social media pages. I'm like, hey, I want to check this out. It's not too far from home. Checked out the Fan Fest. Got to meet, like, some of my favorites. Met uh, Jordan Grace the, that mm-hmm. first time, uh, and, you know, a bunch bunch of other stars, and I'm like, I you know, I like this. This, this is good, and uh, that's when I reached out to you about, you know, uh, appearing there myself and bringing the podcast down, and uh, you know, to, to my amazement, you said yes. So, <laughs> and uh, but I mean, that's how. Yeah, that's how. Uh, you know, just this last time at Warrior Six, I got to interview Mick Foley. So, <laughs> and I, I also had the uh, the distinction of getting the first interview with Wardlow after he was announced as part of AEW. So, that's I mean, so cool. it's just uh, you know been been an amazing time every time I've been at at, uh, at a Warrior event, and I can't wait for the next one. Uh, talking about opportunities that you've uh, 
help me with. I've been talking about it on the show for a while. I am going to be broadcasting live from ringside, calling play-by-play on uh, a live audio feed. And I can't thank you enough for uh, for liking my idea. I was I was honestly kind of scared to pitch it to you when we <laughs> talked the first time because I'm like, is he going to go for this? I mean, radio is not really the biggest thing anymore, but this is technically a podcast. Uh, you know, I'll throw it out there and see what happens. <laughs> Yeah, no, I thought it was a great idea. You know, our, our mantra is why not? You know, ev- come on in, everybody. Why not? Let's try things. And so, you know, as long as somebody doesn't pitch an idea that is somehow dangerous or detrimental to the talent or fans, but it, when you know, when you said, "Hey, I want to broadcast this live. I want to do live audio for the people that can't uh, watch it or can't be there in person," I said, "Why not? Absolutely, we love to share." If there's somebody sitting in their basement in Seattle or somebody driving in the car streaming the podcast through the Midwest, please listen to the show. We'd be happy to do that. So we'll try it. We'll see if we can, you know, see what kinks there are in the system and what we need to work out. But it's a great idea, and we're happy to pilot. It. Yeah, and I and again, I thank you so much. I had to, I had to, because uh, I've already scheduled it. I've been promoting it, and I had to schedule it for like three separate uh, broadcasts because my uh, distributor Podbean only allows you to go two hours at a time. Oh, geez. Yeah, so I scheduled like part one, part two, and then part three if necessary if the show goes more <laughs> than four hours. <laughs> Well, hopefully it doesn't. Right now, we're trying to clock it in at three and a half, but wrestling shows tend to drag a little bit. Um, so let's say three and a half, three forty-five. But that's the goal. Yeah, so I, I I'm looking forward to it. It should be a great time. I've got one of my buddies who's going to be helping me out on commentary. He's kind of a, a uh, I guess you could call him like a, an encyclopedia of indie wrestling. So like these guys that I'm not so familiar familiar with, he will be. And plus, I'm doing my research on them before then anyway to have. Uh, you know, some talking points so we don't have any dead air between matches and stuff. So we're uh, we're looking forward to it. It's going to gonna be a good time. And, uh, you know, it's definitely an experiment, but we'll see what happens. Yeah, like I said, we'll try it. Why not? And if you're out there listening and for whatever reason you can't come to Chicago Heights on the 13th and you can't watch it live on the Fight Network, um, you can stream it on Podbean. And, and again, listen to it as you're, you're driving or hanging out at home. And let us know how it goes, guys, please. Yeah, cause I, I'll definitely be looking for as much feedback as I can get because I've done, uh, you know, I've done like live watch alongs. I did it for uh, for All Out, you know, on, on Facebook and things like that. And I got some pretty good feedback. Like, you know, I was doing pretty good as far as commentary and stuff like that. But this will be the first time I'm like, you know, do, doing my best Gorilla Monsoon from ringside, I guess you could <laughs> say. Well, hopefully you don't get any uh, any wrestlers falling across your table. Yeah, that that was my buddy's concern. He's like, how close to the ring are we going to be? I'm like, I honestly don't know yet. <laughs> yeah, you'll be protected a little bit. You'll be insulated by a few rows. But so if somebody lands on you, that means they flew pretty darn far. Yeah, and with uh, some of the guys you got in this card, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. <laughs> yeah, I was just going to say that. I mean, you might end up with Amazing Red in your lap. Hey, as long as he'll sign an autograph and maybe give me an interview, I'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. But uh, yeah, I think uh, I think we pretty much uh, covered everything. But uh, you know, why don't you uh, let everybody know where they can find Warrior online, where they can uh, get tickets or watch the pay per view and things like that? Absolutely. So our website is warriorwrestling.net. You can follow us on Twitter at, at Warrior Wrestling. No vowels in wrestling, so W R S T L N G at Warrior Wrestling. Same on Instagram and find us on Facebook. The show is Friday, December 13th. That's coming up in a few weeks. Bell time's at 7 o'clock, doors at 6. The VIP Fan Fest goes from 5 to 6 30. As we mentioned earlier, you don't want to miss that. Uh, check out the website for more updates, but uh, we're really just looking forward to having all of you guys come out and see the show. Again, if you're in driving distance to Chicago, 
look at this card. We'd love to have you there. This this show is only going to happen once in a lifetime. So come check it out and celebrate with us in the Christmas season on Friday, December 13th. Yeah, and I, I'd have to say for any wrestling fan, you know, uh, tickets tickets to Warrior would be a, a great stocking stuffer, and it's not gonna not gonna break the bank either. So uh, I I highly recommend it. I always say Warrior is my absolute favorite indie promotion in the world because you guys just put on some crazy amazing shows with talent from all over the place, and I just I cannot say enough good things about Warrior. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. And, and, you know, we when we started this whole thing, we wanted this to be a festival of wrestling, just kind of a celebration. And it's so cool to be able to meet so many great guys like you and the other podcast guys and the wrestlers and just host something where people come and celebrate wrestling and have a great time. So, you know, if you're listening, please join us on the 13th. If you can't join us in person, it is streaming on fight.tv. So just like, you know, the Ring of Honor pay-per-views and a lot of boxing and MMA, it's on fight.tv. Check us out there if you can't come in person. But we hope to see you, truly, hope to see you. And I, I hope to, if you're listening, get to meet you and shake your hand and welcome you to Warrior Wrestling in a few weeks. Yeah, it's good. It's going to be an awesome time coming up uh, really, really quick here, just a couple of weeks away. So um, I'm looking forward to it. I know you are as as a fan and as a promoter. So, uh, yeah, I guess uh, with that, I'll let you go. I know it's uh, we're both still recovering from uh, Thanksgiving, which was yesterday. So, <laughs> yep. <laughs> but uh, yeah, thank you again for coming coming on the show and uh, in all sincerity, thank you so much for for the opportunities that you've given me to uh, to work with Warrior because every time I'm there, it's it's an amazing time. Thank you, Tom. Happy to have you, my friend, and looking forward to seeing you in a few weeks. All right, thanks a lot, Steve. I'll talk to you soon. Take care. All right. And that was Steve Tortorello, promoter for Warrior Wrestling here in Chicago. Again, head to warriorwrestling.net. Uh, get your tickets and info for their uh, next event, Warrior Wrestling 7, for their Fan Fest. It's going to be just a great time, a huge event. They've got some huge names. I mean, you know, Kurt Angle, Will Ospreay, Amazing Red. You're not going to see another card anywhere with all of these names on it. It, it. You just won't. Warrior gets some of the top names in the business, and they always put, put out a, an amazing, amazing show with some of the best matchups you're ever going to want to see. So head to warriorwrestling.net, get it on the Fight app if you can't be there in person, or better yet, if you can't be there in person and you're not able to uh, you know, be at home to watch it on the Fight app, download the Podbean app, check out my live stream play-by-play you know, uh, during the event. It's going to be me and uh, my buddy Charlie, who's been on the show before. Given the play-by-play, we're going to be right there ringside calling calling all the action, do, doing our best uh, Gorilla and Jesse or uh, JR and the King or, or whatever comparison you want to make. Actually, we're not, I, I can guarantee we're not going to be as good as any of them, but it's going to be fun. You know, it's an experiment uh, just to see, you know, how it goes. And uh, yeah, I, I'm, uh, I'm nervous, but I'm extremely excited about it. I can't wait. Uh, it's uh, Friday, December 13th at Marion Catholic High School in Chicago Heights. Be there in person, get it on the Fight app, listen on the Podbean app. You know, three three different ways to check out this event. You got no reason not to do it. Uh, if you, if you, uh, you know, like I said, download the Podbean app, set up your account. It, it, the first 50 listeners are free. After that, it's only going to cost you a buck. That's the best deal you're going to get to uh, to be a part of this show. So, uh, yeah, just make sure one way or the other, make sure you check it out. Um, you know, if you are going to listen on the, on the Podbean app, I've got uh, three 
um, broadcast set up because I can only go two hours at a time. So part one starts at 7 p.m. Central Time. Part two starts at 9 p.m. Central Time. Part three, if necessary, if it goes more than four hours, which you just heard Steve say they're shooting for three, three and a half, three forty-five, so should be good with just the first two. But if it goes over at all, the uh, the the third. Uh, Part three will be uh, at uh, starting at 11 p.m. Central Time. So, you know, download the Podbean app, check it out. Uh, I appreciate every everybody's willing to uh, give it a chance. I mean, uh, you know, like I said, it's going to be fun, um, and it's just something we're uh, we're trying out, see how it works out. So, hopefully, it uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it and it comes out uh, as good as I'm hoping it will. So. Uh, one last thing, I want to remind you guys to head over to WrestlingBehindRingside.com, get information on the WBR FanFest 2020 coming up uh, next July, July the 25th. Uh, all your tickets and information are, are at uh, can be found at WrestlingBehindRingside.com. They've also got a brand new t-shirt up. Uh, check that out as well. It's a pretty cool shirt. And uh, yeah, so uh, make sure you give them your support as well. And check out the, uh, the Wrestling Behind Ringside podcast as well with my buddy Archie Cowboy Coglin. And uh, so with that, that's about all I've got for this week. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Hope you uh, enjoyed the uh, the interviews with Ashley, the mob wife, Gambino, and Steve Tortorello of Warrior Wrestling. I uh, have to uh, give huge thanks to both of them for coming on the show. Uh, always a pleasure to talk to either one of them. And uh, yeah, again, can't wait to, uh, to be a part of Warrior Wrestling 7 coming up in two weeks. So with that, I'm going to wrap up for this week. Hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Uh, hope everybody has a great week coming up. And I will talk to you guys soon. Mm-hmm.